producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Ah, yes, it's time for another episode of the Score North Taxi Squad, available on Spotify, Apple. Give us a five-star rating if you listen to Apple, by the way. ScoreNorth.com, the Score North mobile app, and YouTube.com. Yes, welcome to the Score North Taxi Squad's debut on the Score North YouTube channel. My name is Jason Stormer, one of the producers here at Score North, joined by the usual producers that also host this program, AJ Fredrickson and Artis Woods. Guys, uh, say hello to everybody on camera. Uh, we're on the we're on YouTube now. We've been we've been doing this podcast like for more than a year now. We've done more than fifty episodes, and we finally get our chance. To be on YouTube, how does it feel, guys? I think the camera loves us. I don't know about y'all. Hmm. It feels good, man. It feels good to be seen. You know, I feel seen. You know, I'm looking a little rough around the edges. Need a little line oh, up, no, a little no, shape you up, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm happy to be here, man. A lot of people probably, or some, I won't say a lot, but some people probably recognize me from TikTok. Some probably recognize me from going to a couple of, like, draft parties. And I was at um, the Washington Commanders game last year, too, when they had a little function there at the mall. So, some of you probably recognize this face. Some of you don't. But if you don't, I'm Artis Woods. And Jason said it. I'm a producer here. I'm on Taxi Squad. You might recognize my voice. I don't know. But we're here. And I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um. I, it's love-hate because it's great that we're expanding. But also now I feel like I have to actually look presentable when we do this. Before oh, it was I mean, just like, you know, you could just wear whatever. You could look however. And now I feel like I got to actually, you know, I got to try a little bit, a little bit, not too much. Just, just a little bit. We'll see how long that lasts. We'll see how long that lasts. But in the winter, um, yeah, the winter season's coming up. You know what I mean? Like we're going to be wearing long clothes anyway. So it's mm-hmm, like, I mean, it's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be acceptable and everything. Uh, obviously you guys at home can wear whatever you want. Everything you guys get comfortable. You guys relax. Grab a cold beverage if you don't mind. We're all working right now, so we don't get to do that kind of thing at the moment. So if you don't mind, that'd be great. We're so excited to finally be doing this. Like we said, we've been breaking down Minnesota sports for more than a year now, and just to be on this platform is so exciting. Obviously, a lot going on right now, guys. We are finally on the precipice of week one of the NFL season. It is finally here. We're through with the preseason, joint practices, training camps. It is finally here. The 53-man roster is set. We know who's going to play. We're taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm so freaking excited. I know you guys are, too. We're going to break down that whole, the whole game, big preview, give you the spreads, all that good stuff. But we're going to get to the news of the right now, the biggest news going on with the Minnesota Vikings. And that right now is the looming possibility of if Justin Jefferson is going to get his contract extension in the next couple days. Uh, Obviously, this has been the big talker of the entire offseason, right, guys? We've been wondering when this is going to happen. Obviously, some other dominoes have had to fall as well. Daniil Hunter, TJ Hawkinson, before maybe this could even happen. But I think we are on the precipice because Diana Rossini, um, I believe she tweeted out and even wrote an article for The Athletic basically saying that uh, we're very close to a lot of the big deals that are still waiting to happen in the NFL. This includes Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, also Nick Bosa, who actually just signed his new deal just like a couple hours ago or something like that. But it seems like she even used the quote very soon in terms of a deal getting done with Justin Jefferson. So, guys, even though this is kind of news of the news, we're still technically waiting on this deal getting done, but it 
finally seems like Justin Jefferson is probably going to get that record-setting contract for a wide receiver. Yeah, it feels good to hear. It feels good to see. You know, I listen, <clears throat> blank check. Justin, what do you want? Is that <laughs> what you want? However much. I don't care. This is, here you go. Here's the money. He deserves it. He's the best in the NFL. We've said this a thousand and one times. It's no question at this point. I don't think there's much of a conversation. You could throw other guys in the, in, in the conversation. You could throw Devontae out there. You could throw Tariq Hill in there. You could throw other guys in the conversation. But it, Justin Jefferson is the best in the league. We've seen the progression year after year. You know, only been in the, only been in the league a couple years, 14,000, 16,000, or 1,400, 1,600, 1,800 yards. He's sensational. He he literally takes up a huge chunk of the Vikings offense from the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Without Justin Jefferson, we wouldn't have had 13 wins this past year. That's for sure. That is for sure. So Justin Jefferson is the guy. He deserves to get paid, and I'm happy that it's happening soon. Yeah, I it's it's just so deserved. It's such a like easy thing to be like, yep, he's going to get paid this amount of money. I don't think no matter what it is, I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, he was overpaid, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be some people that say that, but they're just standing, what is it, a straw man argument where it's just like, you know, it, it, you have to look at the actual value of the player. What he means this Vikings offense is way more than, I don't know, than maybe every other person minus Kirk Cousins, just the guy that touches the ball every snap. So, um, I, yeah, I, I can't wait to see an actual, like, I know we've seen projected numbers and we've seen how long, like four years, a hundred, whatever. I'm excited to see what the actual legit exact figures are, but more so interested by the implications of that because there's only so much cap that you have to work with as, as, as fake as the salary cap seen sometimes where teams just like that we're going to pull this million dollars and you know this stuff and we're going to negate and push back these into dead cap seasons and balls sudden blah 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 and they can just have whoever the cap is fake but it's also very much real and you have to actually abide by the rules believe it or not so um, what that means for the vikings down the road especially in the quarterback position the man i just referenced uh kirk cousins he's set to get a payday uh, his his contract is not going to be something that is going to be a hometown discount. I would imagine based off the previous negotiations and deals that he signed here in the Twin Cities. So um, what that means for him, what that means for the rest of the team moving forward is a bridge will cross at some point. But the the, the main thing in now is just get this deal done. Um, and it's not like he has been holding the Vikings hostage. I think that says a lot about his character and he, he what he does. Uh, and it feels, I should say, for the franchise. It's not a this is a year that he has to sign. Um, he technically still has two years left on his rookie deal. But he's also been participating in training camps. He's been going through practices. He has been holding out. It's a guy who's showing up, especially in the heat that they've had here recently over the past like week and a half potentially risking injury um, every time he takes the field, because if there's something that goes wrong, that's like, uh, you know, you're shopping for a house and all of a sudden the shingles are flying off. Like while you're <laughs> evaluating it, value just drops immensely. So um, he he's not like playing patty cake here about this. He's going out there. He's leaving it all out there in practice. And he's showing like, Hey, I'm not going to let this uh, distract me. I'm not going to let this take away from the fact that I think we have a very good team moving forward here this year, especially the offense, I should say. Um, so credit to him there. And I think whenever it gets announced, um, unless it's like a, I don't know, a 10 year, $500 million 
contract or whatever. Give like, it to him. One honestly, give it to him. Give it to him. Like yeah, there's, a, there's, re- there's really there's really no number that makes no sense. Get this guy resigned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, like Thanos said at the, at the end of Endgame, I am inevitable. Even though Iron Man kind of kicked his butt after that. Yes, this is going to happen. It's finally going to happen. Probably looking north for sure of $30 million. I'm looking at projections right now. I'm seeing like four years, $125 million. That'd be about $32 million per year or something like that. Um, it's it's just what we got to do. He's the best wide receiver in all of football. And there's really nothing more that needs to be said about that. I mean, this guy, like AJ said, has proven to be a leader. This has never been an issue for him in the locker room. He's shown up to pretty much everything that the Vikings have required of him. And that's just fantastic that you're seeing a guy just put the team first. The most encouraging thing about all this for me is that JJ totally, totally could wait this out because like you guys mentioned, he's got a couple years left on his rookie deal. He could totally wait this out and see what happens with Kirk Cousins if he stays with the Vikings. And he could totally let that situation play out and then let that impact his own decision about whether he wants to stay with the team. Because if Kirk leaves and we have to draft a quarterback, I can totally see a star wide receiver thinking, "Mm, maybe I don't want to stick around for the development of that. And frankly, they probably don't want to spend a ton of money right now anyway because they're committing to a rookie-scale contract for a quarterback. And so J.J. totally could have just used that leverage. It is a, It was absolutely leverage. But clearly, 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 clearly he likes it here. He enjoys being here. I think he just in, sees himself uh, in the future as a Viking no matter really who's on the team or who is throwing him the football. And frankly, I think he's a great enough wide receiver that it's not going to ultimately matter who's going to throw him the football. J.J., I think, for the rest of his career is just going to get his, no matter who's going to throw him the ball. So I don't think he's afraid of losing Kirk at all. And so that is just really encouraging as a Vikings fan that, Especially because, you know, we dealt with a little bit of drama with Stefan Diggs on the way out and everything like that. And he's and JJ's obviously like been our best receiver since Stefan Diggs. And so you're just really it's comforting as a Vikings fan that there's no drama here whatsoever. I mean, the only drama is just what that number is going to ultimately be. And we're just going to go, oh, my gosh, it's crazy. It's actually wild. I don't remember. I'm sure somebody can look this up. But the last time a single team set two record-setting contracts. In this case, TJ Hawkinson resetting the tight end market, and ultimately, hopefully, maybe even by the time you're watching or listening to this, the JJ uh, deal will be announced, and we have that contract too. It's just absolutely wild that this offseason is consisting both of those things, and I got to imagine if you're crazy, you're just kind of sitting back and you're just like, "Oh, oh my gosh, that is... That is a lot of money to to commit to, you know, two players, obviously, but to even just make record-setting deals. Man, I, I got to admit, that takes guts as a GM, and, and I, I kind of like that out of Quasi, especially because TJ was a guy that he brought in. So It's better to get ahead of it now, though. I mean, that's yep. the kind of the direction that the league is going in. Like, Joe Burrow is going to sign a massive contract, and so is Jamar Chase, you know. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurst just signed a massive contract. And A.J. Brown's already under contract for, you know, a nice amount of money. Devontae Smith is going to get re-signed as well. So, you know, you think about Tua, if he has a great year, maybe he signs a big-time contract. They got to re-sign Waddle at some point. So that's kind of the direction the league is going in. Anyway, you got to pay your guys. Um, Hey, everybody that re-signs is probably going to reset the market at this point. I'd rather get ahead of it if I'm the Vikings, and I'm glad that they are. Get ahead of it because the later you wait, 
the more you're going to have to pay, especially for the best in the league. So I'm happy it's getting done. And like you said, no drama. It's all peachy. It's all peachy. I love it. Yeah. Peace and love. Peace and love. We love it. Um, We can move on now to the actual preview of week one with the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As Judd likes to print, he likes to pronounce it as the Buccaneers. I don't really know where that comes from, but I like it. And I'm going to say it just like Judd because he's our sports dad and we love him. Anyway, let's take a look at this line here. Vikings are six point favorites. Skull over under is about 45. Any injuries going on? Man, it is pretty much all for the Buccaneers. The Vikings have no injured players right now in the injury report, and Tampa Bay has got uh, you know f- you know four guys that are questionable right now. But I don't recognize any other names. I don't think they're any of the starters. Um, guys, again, week one finally here. Uh, Baker Mayfield coming back to U.S. Bank Stadium. I believe he did play here once when he was with the Browns, and if I remember correctly, that didn't go all that well. I was actually at that oh, game. Oh, were you? I was at that okay. game. Okay. Yes. Yes. And he looked. Bad. That's, that's really all I have to say. Like, he did not look great. That's, you know, to keep things light, he did not look great. And I was with, you know, throwing the ball to Odell. And Odell was open a lot. And he missed him a lot. So, just want to preference the preview by saying that. He's got some pretty good receivers, doing. though, now with uh, Godwin and uh, Evans. But I believe Evans is kind of in like a contract standoff as well right now. He is. But is, he's not holding out, though, like Chris no. Jones or Joey or Nick Bosa were, right? No, he's not holding out. If he doesn't play to be due to injury, I did see something about a groin injury that he's dealing with. I don't know the extent of that, but I but I think that, may, that report may have recently changed because, like you said, he's not on the injury report anymore. He was questionable for a period of time. But, yeah, he's going through a little contract situation. This is probably his last year in Tampa Bay, mm. and I do not blame him at all because coming from playing with Tom Brady to now Baker Mayfield, when you had a, a basically a career with not playing with great quarterbacks, uh, you might not want to deal with that for the latter part of your career, I would say. So I, I don't blame him. No, not at all. Um, for the game, though, I think that this is like the best possible – somewhat competitive but not overly challenging game for the Vikings like this is a good week one game because now they are a full year integrated into Kevin O'Connell's offense they have like they're the only real like offensive question mark is TJ Hawkinson not being a full participant up until you know his ear infection uh went away but for the most part, everything should be running on all cylinders. People have been kind of hurt here and there, but like Jason just said, I believe the only injury listed was Troy die today on the first official like injury report by the Vikings, but he was a full participant today after an elbow injury the other day. So um, they should be a hundred percent. And I think this is going to be a good, like this is a good appetizer. Like you, you're at Applebee's, right? Mm. These are the mod mm. sticks. Oh, I, I, and yes. there's no there's no reason that this is going to go wrong. You're not going to overcook these bad boys. They're not going to be frozen in the middle once you bite in. This is going to be the perfect mozzarella stick because you're going to go in there. The defense should be fine. And I think that's also a key component here is it's Baker Mayfield. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's, I, I don't want to be mean here, but it's Baker Mayfield. There's much more. <laughs> talented quarterbacks out there that they could be facing much more talented quarterbacks that they have on their schedule here for the rest of the season. This is not one of the guys. Um, This team is, 
you know, they're going to, they're going to win some games. Don't get me wrong, but it's, I don't think at any point, anybody's going to pick the Tampa Bay. What'd you say? Buccaneers? Buccaneers. Buccaneers. I don't think anybody's picking them to, to make a run to the Super Bowl here. So um, I, I'm excited for week one. I think this uh, is a game that they're going to win. Um, Really it's, but it also could be a lose lose because like if they, they could, they could crash and burn and then everybody's in a panic mode. Granted, I don't think that's going to happen, but this, like, if this is a, if they come back here and we're talking next week and we're like, okay, Oh, and one, there's no, there's no high, high road we can take. There's no silver lining. This is a game that like, it, are, is this the biggest, just slight spin zone here. Is this the biggest must win week one game of all time? Oh, like, heck yeah. Considering yeah. the schedule, yes. considering the schedule I, and the fact that you got Philadelphia, you got the Chargers, you got the Chiefs and the Bears, who I think will be good in San Francisco shortly after, you need this win. You need the games that, was, that you should win. That was a weird progression for me, just like coasting into that thought and then just talking myself in. God, they, yeah, this is this is a must win. If you lose, I mean, this is like this is like SpongeBob. Everybody's running downtown, Bikini Bottom, and they're just like everything's on fire, burning, burning buildings, everything's dead. So um, they can't. I don't think they can lose this game because everybody's going to panic, and all of a sudden the season's over. And oh man, you can't. You shouldn't have extended Hawkinson because you know (laughs) he didn't do this. Blah blah. Like why are we even thinking about extending JJ? He only had 80 yards, and you know, but didn't make that one catch. Blah blah blah. And then oh, we should have never let go of Dalvin Cook. I mean, look at the run game. Blah blah. It it they can't lose this game. They can't. I like I will take an ugly win, but you have to win. Yeah, I mean, we we would definitely go a little bit crazy here at Score North if they lose this uh, first game, Uh, because like you guys said, the schedule is kind of rough afterwards. Just take care of business here. I mean, if the Buccaneers are smart, they should be honestly tanking for some of these quarterbacks that are coming mm-hmm. up in the draft. The Caleb Williams, the the guy from North Carolina, forget his name. That's pretty good, too, because um, I, I don't think the tra- uh, the Kyle Trask thing is working out. If uh, I mean, Baker's still competent. I'm not going to say he's terrible. Like He's definitely on that fringe, like 32, 33, 34 best quarterbacks in all the league. But I don't think they have a lot of faith in Kyle Trask. So I mean, if I, I think, I think I mean, it looks like they might start shedding even more salary if Mike Evans is gone too. So uh, that'll be that maybe for them. So I don't think there's a lot of there, there's a ton of motivation for this Tampa squad. Um, and yeah, coming into U.S. Bank Stadium, uh, like Artis said, he was there. Baker Mayfield just didn't look good. It'll be a raucous environment. And it always is week one, no matter if it's at noon. Three o'clock night game week one at U.S. Bank Stadium is always rocking. And so I and honestly, Tampa's having some offensive line issues. I feel bad. Uh, Ryan Jensen, their starting center, yeah. um, he, he's out again for this season. This is two straight seasons for him. He's had some awful knee troubles and his career is definitely in jeopardy. Um, so I would really, really love to so just getting really into the nitty gritty of the game right now. Um, I really want Daniel Hunter or Marcus Davenport to just feast in this game if possible. You, you, still, you still got to deal with Tristan worse. I get that. I totally get that, but hopefully really go after him. And one of the other guys will be able to sneak into, I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm open to pretty much any pass rusher getting to the quarterback anybody just anybody i am so so just darn intrigued guys about what this defense is going to look like i i have no expectation well i mean i have i have expectations obviously but i just don't know what to expect is what i'm trying to say obviously brian flores is 
a positive influence up to this point. There's no indication that anything is going other than things are going great with him. But obviously, like, the biggest problem, I think, for the Vikings defense last year was a personnel issue. And I'm just so curious to see if those personnel issues were addressed enough, particularly uh, with the cornerbacks. Um, the Buccaneers uh, have, Buccaneers, sorry, sorry, Judd, sorry, um, have a cornerback who is a rookie in the slot that I believe is um, right now scheduled to start this game. And obviously, if you know, if you're a receiving core, you see a rookie cornerback out there. I mean, you 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 start getting your lips get juicy, and you just want you really want to go after that guy, right? And so, I know that was a weird thing I just said. I saw that face. I, I'm just rolling here. Whatever. No, I like it. Um, I, but anyway, I, my point is, but the problem I, is, is that you to be like you start licking your lips and your mouth. I know, your mouth and it just and right mouth watering and that came out. Whatever. Anyway, I'm just saying that that corner, okay. that wide receiver's got juicy lips with that matchup juicy this lips, weekend. Juicy lips. Going to see. Ugh. Judd's got the uh, Buccaneers. I've got juicy lips. Apparently. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, the Buccaneers have a rookie cornerback starting. Likely, the Vikings are going to have some rookie cornerbacks or some young cornerbacks playing a lot of time too. So the Buccaneers should be licking their lips. Got it right that time about what they might be facing um, in the secondary for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, what are your guys, like, obviously, who are some players? What are some things you guys really, really want to see the Vikings able to accomplish here week one? I'm going to stop talking now. I want to see them run the ball effectively. I, uh, there's is no secret. I am high on Alexander Madison. And if there was a team, especially week one, to run the football on, it will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their strength, honestly, is their pass defense. Their pass defense is top 10 in the, in the NFL. Their run defense isn't terrible, but it's 15th. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy there, you know. Um, so I, I, I would like to see them run the ball effectively. I would like to see the, them run the ball on early downs a lot. Todd Bowles in the last season, he tends to, you know, not stack the box as much to stop the run because his pass defense was so bad the year before. I think they ranked 21st in the league that he's like, look, I got to stop the pass. I got to figure out a way to stop the pass. And so he, his premise was to stop the pass on early downs, which kind of worked to help their defense out. But then their run defense suffered a lot. And so. Run the football. I want them to run the football. Um, when it comes to throwing the football, though, I do think it's going to get a little tricky because they do have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of the best cornerback duels in football. And so I want to see Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison get money. I want to see them do their thing. But, again, you got to be careful with Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean, which is why I think you should run the ball to kind of loosen up the pass offense a little bit. It's not you don't have to run the ball a million times to make it happen, but just keep the defense honest. You know, we, we all know this is a this is a pass first offense. We all know that, you know, the Minnesota Vikings don't run the ball a ton and I'm not completely opposed to not running the ball a ton. I'm just saying just to loosen the defense up a little bit. You need to run the ball to start this game off because um, I do respect that defense. But on the opposite end, like you guys said, it's. It's Baker, you know, like, you know, and, and I don't want to say that too lightly because we all know last season the Vikings made a lot of quarterbacks look like Dan Marino and Tom Brady and Jalen Hurts. <clears throat> but, you know, that <laughs> if, as long as that doesn't continue this season, you know, they, they, they should be fine. I'm, I'm not too concerned about Baker Mayfield. Um, I feel like they'll be fine. Brian Flores is going to bring the blitz. That is what he's known for. He's known for, you know, blitzing and having an aggressive defense, man-to-man coverage on the outside. You got Byron Murphy now in the secondary, and he's really good with bigger receivers. So I feel like he'll, you know, he'll, he'll give Mike Evans a tough time. At least I hope he'll give Mike Evans a tough time. It's kind of a toss-up. But overall, I feel like, you know, when I noticed that this was the first game on the Vikings schedule, I was like, 
It got it. It's nothing to really. It's nothing to really worry about. I probably shouldn't have that attitude, right? Tread but, cautiously, but, gentlemen. You know, Tread cautiously. Hey, like, you know, they won 13 games last year. So, you know, with this game, now I won't speak on the rest of the season yet, but with this game, you know, if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm walking into it pretty confident that the Vikings can can get it done against Tampa Bay pretty easily. Yeah, right, yeah I'm, they, I'm, I'm right there with you with uh, the running game was something that I think should be like a focal point. Like at least focusing on because I, you know, we're moving out of the Dalvin Cook era now. It's officially Alexander Madison's. You know, he. I don't know if he's going to be the bell cow type guy, but he's going to be the lead back here for the Vikings. And um, we all have expressed in past shows how high we are in him. I want him to just prove it that he not only deserves it but has earned it and is able to like carry that workload. Um, for me, I think the offense is going to be just fine in the long run. So my like number one point to actually focus on is the defense specifically the pass rush. I, I am putting a, like a figurative side bet on one TV shot of Baker Mayfield, like throwing a tablet after watching because of just the rough day that Marcus Davenport um, and Daniel Hunter are going to give him. I, I want him like, Hey, all right, Baker, they're punting. It's, it's, you know, it's fourth down. <sighs> Do I, do we have to, do right. we have to go out there again? I don't want to. Um, I, I really hope that this is a Brian Flores defense that it lives, it lives up to what I've seen and what I've heard about him and everything that we've seen in the past from him. I want these crazy looks that have been reported in the, uh, like in, in the preseason and granted, I don't know if you need to waste them, the crazy looks on, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but um, you know, Tease me a little bit. Show me, show me a little bit. Show me some of the stuff that you've been working on. I want to see you get to Baker. I want to see him scrambling. I want to see him forced to make just terrible throws. And I know we don't have the best secondary anymore, um, but I, I, I want to see an interception. Like make make him mm-hmm. throw a you know an effort ball. Just get it up there. <laughs> and I hope and yeah, I the defense is the biggest thing. I want that pass rush to be just synonymous with this defense the entire season. Like when you think Minnesota Vikings, you're thinking whoever is there needs to be mobile. And if they're not, they're in for a rough day. Granted, week two, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be just fine. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of a lot of teams that they play, a lot of quarterbacks that they play that are, you know, they got cement shoes. So go after him, get in the backfield. Baker, he, you know, he he's he's a youngish, spryish guy. Um, you know, we've seen him be able to scramble especially back in his college days a little bit. He's done it in the NFL a little bit. Um, I will say the guy can take a hit. Um, yeah. So, so he, he, he's a tough son of a gun. I, I, I think he's going to be fine in the long run for the game, but make him make him regret going out there to play quarterback. Get get to him, put the pressure on. Yeah, just do a repeat of the game that Artis went to. That's pretty much exactly <laughs> what we want to see. Um, one thing I'm really curious about, obviously, is Jordan Addison. I'm ready to see what this kid's got. I mean, I just got through pretty much all my fantasy drafts at this point, and he is definitely uh, by a decent amount too, like the universally ranked number one receiver of any of uh, available rookies and rookies in fantasy this year over like Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnston, and um, forgetting the other Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, I'm ready to see what he's got. We've obviously been hyped up a ton the entire training camp and preseason about what this guy is going to be. But at the same time, though, I am also equally excited to see what K.J. Osborne is going to do, not only in this game, but for the entire season. K.J. 
is an unrestricted free agent next year. Um, don't know if he's going to be able to stay on the Vikings, obviously, with TJ's contract kicking in. Maybe we keep Daniil Hunter still, and obviously, JJ's contract's coming in. So KJ is out to prove something for sure this year because he definitely wants to get a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract. And I think a lot of the wisdom right now amongst Vikings fans is that, you know what, even though right now KJ Osborne is listed as wide receiver two on the depth chart, I think we all just assume that Jordan Addison is going to overtake him at some point just because we're so enamored with the potential that Jordan Addison has shown. And I'm just sitting here just kind of hoping that KJ is like, well, hold on now. I'm here too, rookie, and I'm here to do something about it, and I need to have a good season as well. So I know that we've talked about for a couple seasons now that we were all kind of hoping that KJ would emerge as an option to replace Adam Thielen. Um, That really hasn't uh, transpired in the way I think maybe a lot of Vikings fans had hoped, but I'm still sitting here kind of holding out a little bit of hope that KJ is still got like a going off season on him like coming up for him right now and when I, you say not to interrupt when you yeah. say going off what do you mean by going off like like if you could throw some numbers out there yeah i mean I'd, I'd have to look up what his numbers are last year and i don't have them uh in front of me at the moment i can pull them up actually right here exactly. a second. I'll figure so are out. you talking like are you talking like thousand yards going off or are you talking like so at this five, point hit, so at this point um, he's only peaked at 655. I'd like to get him to 1,000 this year, especially oh. if he's a wide receiver, too. I'd like him to get to 1,000 this year, and let's tack on an extra 20 receptions on there as well. He had uh, 60 in his rookie season, 50 of the year before. I'd like to get that into the 70s this year, and I'd like to get 1,000 yards. Yeah, um, I think he has it in him. I think he has the potential to do it. I definitely think he wants to do it. Um, don't have a ton of indication if that's going to happen. I'm just kind of sitting here hoping that's going to happen. But, you know, a lot of a lot of football players get motivated when there's a guy behind you. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, you know, the draft plays out as it is. And, you know, player uh, teams are always going to draft uh, for potential to build up their teams and everything like that. So that's just a reality of what professional football players have to deal with. And I think Cage is a professional. I think he's going to handle it with class. And, and I'm really, really just hoping that he is just going to have a takeoff season. And I would love, love, love to have that happen here in week one because – Frankly, I mean, the Buccaneers got a pretty good secondary as is. Obviously, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota's own Antoine Winfield's back there. He's a fantastic safety um, in his own right and everything. So I think I think JJ is going to be blanketed pretty good in this game. Um, I mean, I think JJ will get a hundred yards, but I don't know if he's going to like really, really go off or anything like that. So I think KJ has a great opportunity to really establish himself in this first game and just really just like you know, really put a vice grip on that wide receiver two position. That is what I'm really hoping for most out of this offense. And I, I also hope TJ's okay. I hope he's gotten back into the swing of things, obviously dealing with the ear infection, back issues, maybe some other things as well. I hope that the team has gotten him into the, into the fold and everything like that. And he is game ready. He, he did a press conference like the other day and he said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be just fine. And I would imagine he's going to be just fine as well. Um, gentlemen, should we, uh, you know, actually predict this game now, put our money where our mouth is and actually give a, a tally here of what we think is going to happen? Obviously, uh, based off the vibes, I think it's fair to say that we might be leaning towards the Vikings in this game. But I suppose we can start with Artis. Artis, what is the final score? Week one, Buccaneers versus Vikings. Artis, have... you were you won the you won like the pick'em thing last year, right? For the show? No, actually, I think I came in last place. Did you really? <laughs> I think I, I did. I think mm-hmm. I came in last place. I started hot. That's what it was. I started like mm. 
not missing a game. And then out of nowhere, man, it just kind of flipped. I, I can't really well explain the, what happened. I can but. explain. I can explain. I can explain. Uh, the Eagles were really good. And you were distracted. And your heart and soul wasn't completely committed to the Minnesota Vikings, even though it should be. Come on. And, and so I totally get it. If the Eagles were bad last year, you probably would have finished first. Let's be real. You might be right about that. I wasn't too. I won't say too distracted, you know. But, you know, I let's just say. I underestimated the Vikings. You know, I had people calling me crazy and some other names that I won't repeat for the YouTube audience and all the other audiences listening. Um, so, yeah, I, and then that kind of got to me. I'm like, you know, I'm picking them to lose every game. So that's that's kind of how it went. But I'm not doing that this year. I'm not doing that this year. And it starts with this week. They might not like the record I have for the Vikings to end the season. But for this game, I think I honestly think as long as you can get pressure on Baker Mayfield, and you run the ball effectively against that defense, which should open up the pass offense even more. I think you smoke Tampa. I, I really do. I think I think they. I'd say twenty eight at least. I'd say twenty eight to seven. Okay. Whoa! Actually, though, dang man, I love it. I love it. Oh, twenty eight to seven. Bum, bum, I think I think I think they should. Like I said, I, I won't I won't disrespect their. You know, Tampa's defense, I do respect their defense, but I think they played with a little extra juice when they had Tom Brady playing like Tom Brady. Last season didn't look great because he didn't play like how we're accustomed to seeing him play. But I think when Tom Brady was playing like Brady, they played with a little extra juice that I'm not sure they're going to have this season. Like you said, they may decide to tank, honestly. And if Baker Mayfield comes out first couple plays of the game, if he, if he turns the ball over, if he's getting sacked, if – you know, if he gets frustrated out there and the offense isn't moving in a way that, you know, you would like to see the offense move as a Buccaneer player, I could see them just kind of just like being like, you know, this, this is just what this season is going to be. That's just kind of, you know, it's tough to say players are going to pack it in that early, but defenses play more motivated when they have a guy on the other end that could put up points. And I think they will find out really early that, Baker's not putting up points. They should find out early that Baker's not putting up points. If he is putting up points early, all bets are off. Wow. Because I don't want to play from behind against that defense, against that oh, secondary. No. No. I don't want no. that. 28-7. to seven. Wow. 28 seven. I respect the heck out of that. I like it. Um, I think that they are going to win. However, I, I have a little more faith in Tampa's offense at the start of the game. I think they're going to score and it's going to be early only because it's it's week one. It's a new defensive coordinator. And I'm not saying that the guys aren't able to like it. it it's it's just it's just the new coordinator. You know, you're you're yeah. you're trying all this new stuff. I think it's going to take them a quarter or and a half maybe uh, to actually like settle in and get the schemes and whatnot that they're that they've game planned for the entire what summer now. So. Um, I think Vikings 28, Tampa Bay 17. 17. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. You're both hitting the 28 mark. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I expect some growing pains at least for sure in the first half with the defense a little bit. I like you guys. I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa scored early. Um, even if it's just like field goals and stuff like that, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like Tampa just was able to, you know, chip away with points in, in some capacity in the first half. 
Uh, yeah, because, I mean, there's going to be plenty of nerves, even though you're playing at home, the, the crowd's behind you and everything like that. You got a lot of young guys in that secondary, so spotlight's going to feel pretty bright for them. That's totally fine. It's meant to, young men. And so, uh, but I, spe- I also expect the Vikings offense to also, you know, keep pace with them as well, um, just because even though, yes, Tampa might be a little bit more locked down on defense to start the game. Um, I still expect the Vikings to run the ball pretty efficiently. I am a firm believer that Alexander Madison will be able to do pretty much just as much as the same things that Dalvin Cook was able to do last season. Still think there's plenty of value Dalvin Cook. I would have been open to keeping him on the team, but Sattler wasn't going to work out. I expect Madison to have a, a pretty thorough game. Maybe not quite 100 yards, but maybe in like the 80, 90 range. That'd be pretty great. Um, again, KJ, 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 come on, man. Have an awesome game here in week one. I'm rooting for you, man. I really am. Um, but I expect Jordan Addison to get, get in the fold as well. Maybe, you know, three or four catches, something like that. But yeah, Vikings offense will keep pace. And um, But I expect Tampa to also still stay in this game a little bit. Um, Vikings uh, were notorious for keeping the games close last year. I don't think they'll be as notorious this year, but it's still there's still going to be plenty of sweat to be had, Vikings fans. So I'm going to say a final score with your Minnesota Vikings winning the ball game, 24 to how about we say 20, 24 20. Your Minnesota Vikings take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, but yeah, if they lose this game, I mean we we go. Uh, what, what's the DefCon rankings again? We went over this a couple weeks ago. DefCon one is like the uh, ultimate. Like yeah, yeah we're we're like ready to go. Nuclear warfare. Nuclear war. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that, that'll be the case. It will and, be it will be a rough week one loss. Yes. I mean, a lot of season, a lot of football left to play. Obviously, but and you know the schedule's tough. But the, you know these games, the, every game is winnable when you have an offense that can put up points like the Vikings' offense can put up points. It's just. It's going to fall on that defense, man. Like, what does Brian Flores have cooking? That's mm-hmm. what it's – and I expect him to make adjustments that the previous D.C. did not make mid-game in mid-season and playoffs. So, I think a lot of it is going to fall on the defense, even if they lose this week one matchup, which they should not lose. No. No. They can't afford to because uh, Dilly Dilly, here comes Philly week two. And uh, how come we're playing you guys week two? Here comes Philly. (laughs) I didn't coin that. That was, I think, a beer company that did that one. Oh, man. Um, But, man, we got to play you guys week two again. That just is. In Philly again. I know, but that and, and it's a night game again, too. It's just we, we can't seem to escape those prime time singular matchups against Philadelphia. And uh, just just be nice to any Vikings fans there, Philly fans. That's all I ask is just let's let's be nice to them. But I know you guys probably won't because you guys boost what do you Claus. what do you, you guys do don't you, like Santa Claus. Do you so. hear the words coming out of your mouth? You're asking Unfortunately, yes. fans to be nice. I know. And this you're is not, getting published not, to YouTube. Whoops. If you're not mm. bleeding eagle green, they're going to throw batteries at you. Batteries. What, oh my gosh! You know, birds. Oh, what about birds? Hey, hey, hey! It's it's tough. No, I have to go no, out it's, there. It's, I want to go out there for a game this shit. Hey, hey, just your brotherly love. Just, 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 just wear a little purple, maybe on the side. You know, Underneath. try to disguise Underneath. it a little. You know, the only thing that can be purple style. is your underwear because nobody's seeing that. So, like, that's wear a neutral like gray shirt. Black coat over top if it's going to be chilly. And then, you know, you keep to yourself. You keep to yourself. You murmur under your, under your breath like, you had a boy, Kirk. Way to go, Kirk. <laughs> Otherwise, like, when some, and somebody's like, what did, what did, you, what did you say? Um, uh, you, you, you want a beer? You want a beer? I'm, I'm getting oh. beer. All right. I, yeah, sure. Pretty yeah, much. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. keep your comments to yourself. 
be really fun to get like a, a box seat at like Lincoln Financial Field and like fill it with like opposing fans and like have the glass like everything nope. like that and you can just like troll nope. them the dangerous. whole time. Even dangerous. Though they're pro- well, they're no, you got, the gla- glass. you got the glass there to prevent anything getting no, thrown in no. your face. Well, what's, you know? what's your failing to realize, Jason, is they mm-hmm. have to walk the, to their vehicles as well. They have to yeah, walk to their transportation. They, they have leave. to leave well, the have, stadium. Boxes, and, you know, some Philly fans are... You know, this they, is true. they're, they're going to see That's, you outside the stadium as well. So I listen. I, as an Eagles fan that hasn't been a Lincoln Financial Field, that is a respectable Eagles fan that is not throwing batteries. I might be a little rowdy, but I'm not throwing batteries and all that. Not yet. As a fan, not yet. As a fan, I would just recommend exactly what AJ said. Just say, hey, yeah, go, Kirk. Hey, you know, just, just, Way to go, just chill. You know, there's yeah. some cool Eagles fans out there that'll, you know, as long as you're oh, chill, yeah. you know, just chill. Just don't overdo it. You know, don't make it obvious, you know, yeah. and, and try to sit amongst other Vikings fans. That's that's oh, what no. I, I got love for the class Eagles fans that I met at the Super Bowl. I was wearing a Viking shirt and I got bought three beers by Eagles fans who were already a little inebriated at the time. They're just like, hey, man, we were all charging our phones or whatever because we wanted to just take a ton of videos and pictures. They had a ton of charging stations. They're just like, hey, man, like, sorry for the way our fans act and everything. That doesn't represent all of us. Here's a beer. I went, great. These are really expensive because it's the Super Bowl. I will absolutely take it. You, You are classy. Stay classy, Philadelphia. Anyway, uh, gentlemen. The debut of the Score North Taxi Squad on YouTube, I think, was a rousing success. Please wait, wait, oh, wait. Oh, what? wait. What? What? One last what? thing: what? Are what? we? Is everybody sticking sticking with their early season predictions? As oh, far as... yes. Um, let's see. I, I actually got it pulled up right now. Um, I said I said we'd beat Tampa, so that's good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stick to it. I'm gonna. Do you stick have to you it. have it up, AJ? I have it on my um, phone right here. here. Okay. On camera. Oh, there really we go. Really I got serious. it. I got it. Okay. Um, let me run yeah, I got, you, um, you guys talk and stall, and I'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, AJ's record. We did this back in May, by the way, everybody. When the schedule first was announced, we just did a schedule breakdown for that week. Uh, AJ had us going uh, ten and seven. I also had us going ten and seven. Uh, artists uh, had us going nine and eight, though. Like, yo, bro, come on now. I oh, might try to like it. flip one game just okay. to match you guys so that oh, everybody's not come like, on. no, Artis is an idiot. Oh, no, 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 no names you I was can stand, but, no, but, man, you, you know, don't have to like, I, I stand on my, stand with the crowd. What did, what did Carl Anthony Towns say? 10 toes down. It's like a movie. 10 toes down. Like a movie. I'm going to, yes, I'm going to, YouTube's like a movie. I'm going to, I'm going to stay 10 toes down in all of these. Some of these I kind of look at again, like, oh, that might have been a tough one to pick an L for, but. I'm I'm gonna stay committed to everything that I said. Nine and eight. I just think the rest of the division this year is a lot better than it was last year. But again, if the Vikings defense can be, let's say top seventeen, the Vikings yeah. could, the, this they'll probably win twelve, thirteen games again. But the, their defense has to be substantially better. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Um, yeah, I got. I'm gonna stick to it. I'm gonna stick to it. AJ's questioning. I'm gonna stick to it. I might. I might. I might move down to nine and eight. Oh, haters gonna hate. Join the squad. Join the team. Now I'm all alone. Like I have some games I would flip for sure because I. The main one is I think Philly week two. I originally picked that as a win. You did. I I, I think that's gonna be a loss. But then down the road, I picked a loss at Denver. Denver's gonna be. Not great, I feel like. So I'm going to say a win there, but then I'm also going to flip back. And I said they would uh, win 
both games against Green Bay. I think week eight against Green Bay is going to be a Did loss. I, I think I think I got them splitting with Green Bay. Oh, I, I, got, a, I yep. got them winning both games against Green yeah. Bay. Yeah, I got split with Green Bay. I got them getting swept by. Um, by I'm going to uh, say I'm going to say nine and eight. Though. Nine and eight. All right. I mean, obviously, are we allowed to like have our predictions changed throughout the season? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, if it, like yeah. Patrick Mahomes isn't playing for the Chiefs, yeah. we can pick the Vikings in that game, right? In the yeah. preview this for the fluid. game, of course. Okay, yes. okay, yeah. cool. Yes. That being said, I reserve the right if I get this like spot on 100 percent to come back and be like I'm a genius. This guy right. knows all. Yes, Same yes. Here. I mean, the comment section on YouTube may think otherwise. They'll probably still hold us accountable for what we're saying today throughout the entire season. And you know what? Go right ahead. It's fine. That's what the comment section is for. Uh, I think gentlemen, oh, really sorry, quick. Um, I think my favorite thing that I just saw now, um, three, four months late, um, Norm <laughs> says, was AJ over a .08 when he picked week two? The win, win against Philly. Oh, that's a, that's great. No, um, no, I was stone cold. Oh. <laughs> so were you? I mean, I don't no. know. I, I don't know. I don't know if you're recording at home at a beverage. Like I hope many of our uh, viewers had a nice cold beverage today. You know, it's allowed. Don't worry. Listen, AJ, you, I was crucified last mm. year for my pick. Oh, it was it got bad. It got really bad, man. And then I went on that losing streak. I, I remember. I, predicted, like, I remember that four or five straight games I didn't get right. It's like this guy is freaking all kind of names. So don't even hey, hey, it happens. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, it does. So uh again, gentlemen, thank our YouTube debut. Rousing success. Uh please like, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff on the Score North YouTube channel. We again are so thankful for just being able to do this. So shout out to Phil, Judd, Declan, Dan Seaman, all you guys. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. And this has been a lot of fun. Yes, AJ. Can I do I've always wanted to do this. Yes. Now that we're on YouTube, make sure to click that subscribe button and click that bell icon <laughs> down below so you get notified as soon as we post our next video. Thanks for co- checking us out. <laughs> the, the most classic, like, the, the fundamental YouTuber, yeah. like, thanks, guys. Yeah. Check it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Got you on Thanks for watching. See ya. Oh, my God. We're here. We're here. <laughs> we're right. doing we'll, it for yeah. you. We'll uh, gentlemen, any, any final thoughts before we uh, depart? School Vikings, let's go get that get that week one dub. Looking forward to a great season, man. That's that's it. It should be a Mm -hmm. very fun and entertaining season. This division is gonna get spicy, very spicy. And if the Bears just so happen to win a lot of games, remember who told you so. That will be this guy. Oh, I told you so. Okay, so just Just, saying, just just saying, you know. All right. Uh, I guess my final <laughs> words, uh, Minnesota Twins, thank you for pretty much wrapping up the AL Central in Cleveland uh, this week. Uh, you lost today, but that's okay. It looks, I mean, that 20-6 to six victory, I mean, Cleveland pretty much gave up. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we talk Twins sometimes here, too. As the postseason kind of gets along, too, those the Twins will definitely be uh, into the conversation for sure. Uh, anyway, thank you again so much for joining us on our debut here on the Score North YouTube channel. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. For Jason Stormer, Artis Woods, AJ Fredrickson, we thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll talk to you guys next time. Take care. Bye-bye.